Hi there, Coach Paula here. I know you're getting a lot from season one of Make Him Wonder, and I want you to get even more in season two. Go now to the 8020 Wonder Club and become a member. The 8020 Wonder Club is a membership club where you'll get all the new episodes of season two the moment they come out. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. That's the 8020wonder.club. Make this your year to be consistently mindful of what it takes for a relationship to go the distance. Go to the 8020wonder.club and I'll see you in the clubhouse. He's a very good example of an ex being bored and playing around and amusing himself and self-soothing during this time of social distancing. It makes it doubly difficult to be single at this time because of the isolation. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Wow, what a difficult and interesting time this is for all of us. And someone I was interacting with online uh, said to me recently, you know, during this social distancing time and uh, this crisis that we are in globally, you know, how can you be talking about such frivolous things as dating and relationships and what have you because people are dying and etc. And I am aware of that. I completely pay deference to that person and understand those feelings. However, life does go on no matter tragedy. And well, people are as important and valuable as people who unfortunately are sick. There's an equality there. And again, life goes on. So there are things for single people in this time of distancing that are very difficult. It makes it doubly difficult to be single at this time because of the isolation and lack of normative social interactions that give us hope. In other words, when we're dating, even if we're not dating necessarily the right person, we know that you know next week we could be meeting or dating someone who is, and that gives us hope. And I'm here to put a little bit of normalcy back into that with some strategies regarding online dating and certainly talking about what's going on globally, which is an interesting thing, that people are talking to their exes in a way that during a time of normative, uh, busy interaction doesn't really happen. And this actually gives people an opportunity to be dating an ex again by restarting it in a way that resets things 
for actual possible success a second time around. Sometimes I'm hearing it's even a third time around or more. So I decided to do this podcast and fortunately a guest uh, decided to do this with me because she is experiencing what we're talking about and she said a lot of her friends are experiencing it as well which is getting the DMs from exes and wondering about them in terms of are they just coming out of a man being bored uh, what's going on here and I am so happy to welcome Ivy who is uh, dating and she is single she's in her early 20s and she wanted to discuss with me today how to handle these uh, texts from exes that she is getting and a lot of her friends are getting so hi there Ivy hi thank you for having me I'm so happy to have you on today talking about this topic that is completely topical right now. And I don't know anyone who hasn't experienced this. Yeah, I, me and all of my friends, they have been struggling with this since this whole quarantine started. So I'm definitely excited to talk about this. Tell me what your experience and your friend's experience has, has been. Um, so... I basically I have um, three three exes, and they all during this time have at one point reached out. Um, when we me and my friends are all together, we both kind of talk about it because they also have had their exes reach out. And some of it, I think the boys are just bored and just thinking about stuff. And they we're all you know we're all home, and they all want to hang out or just talk to you because they're bored and they're all locked up in their house too. We have just been struggling like a little bit with it yes and, and and it is a struggle because you really don't have any way of knowing if it's just a guy lobbing in a, a text because he is bored or not but I have a, a take on it I actually did uh, several Facebook call-ins uh, whereby we talked about this and if anybody is interested because you can get a lot more than just this podcast on it uh, you can go to my Facebook uh, coach Paula grooms and you will can see these replays whereby uh, people called in and we did talk about what I believe is happening uh, and why what Ivy you know you're experiencing is happening so much it's interesting you know um, it's not just one one X here and there but it's like you're saying there are three X's which is you know quite interesting and I want to get more into that first of all you know there is that boredom factor that you're talking about and you won't know but there are things you can do and a series of questions you can kind of ask almost to find out right and then, of course, it's you deciding, well, how do I feel about this ex or whatever? So out of these three exes that you have, can you kind of walk us through, like, the first one, the second one, the third one, and, and how that went? Yeah. So the first one is actually an ex from three years ago. We haven't really talked in three years, so I thought that was super interesting how all of a sudden this kind of pandemic goes on and he comes out of the blue. Uh, it was probably the first week I had posted a picture and all of a sudden I got a Snapchat from him 
And I looked at my friends. I was like, this is, I was like, look who texted me. And they were like, oh, my gosh, like, you haven't talked to him in three years. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Um, I was like, maybe it's because of this whole corona stuff going on. So um, I talked to him a little bit that night. We, he ended up FaceTiming me. And it was going fine. It was good. We were talking like normal, kind of reminiscing on some stuff in the past. But as we kept going, I kind of figured out where he was trying to get with me, and it wasn't what I wanted. You know, it was kind of I could tell that he was bored. How did you know? How did how could you tell that it was boredom? Did you ask anything specific? Um, yeah. So I kind of was like beating around the bush about um, I'm like a I'm like a pretty big like jokester, and I I kind of just say things like when I want to say it. And I was like, um, well, so when are you going to take me on a date? Which probably wasn't the best thing to say. But um, when I said that, he kind of came back with, like, that he wasn't going to do that. And that wasn't his intentions. That his intentions mm. were a little bit more physical than trying to connect emotionally again. Mm. Right. Yep. And so what did you so, do with that? How did you end it? Um, I actually did something that... I normally don't do. I usually I would entertain it and I probably would have hung out with him, but I just completely ghosted it and ignored it. And he didn't really like that. And about a couple minutes later, he messaged me again and was like, oh, okay. And I ignored that one too. And ever since that, I haven't talked to him since. I have to say good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Because uh, the fact that you could see it and you did what I talk about all the time, which is relating to a man via action rather than words. I talk about that in terms of, you know, women relate via verbalization, men relate via action. So you did a great thing. You found it out. Once you recognized it for what it was, you just made decisive action and stopped interacting with him. He got it, yeah. right? He said, oh, okay. <laughs> so he got it. Yeah, exactly. It was something that I normally don't do, which I normally would have, you know, replied back and been all up in his business and been super excited for him to want to hang out with me. But I guess because as I've matured I, and I've read your book too, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something different, something that he's not going to expect from me. And when I did that, I think he was kind of like taken aback by it because He's not used to girls telling him no or not, like, um, being all over him. That's music to my ears, Ivy, (laughs) that you did that. That is really great. You set yourself up now in a way that if there is ever going to be a chance with him, you, you did it really well. I'll tell you what I mean by that. See, a guy, any guy, thinks... What you do with him, you do with all men. And this is hard for us as women to kind of get because it's not how we are at all. What we do with one man, we don't do with all other men. And it's not something that we have in our minds about people in general, meaning we can we can decipher and make determinations about someone due to a specific event rather than make a global uh, feeling about them. 
And what men do with this in their brains, and it's very biological for them, and I'm not impugning them for it. In other words, I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent. It just is. But what you did here by showing him, no, I get what you're doing, and I am not going to just be a plaything, shows him that you're a real woman of value and that you have grown beyond where you were when you were with him. This sets you up for the possibility of having something in the future should he ever get to a place of being a buyer rather than a consumer. You read my book, so you know what I mean by that, right? Oh, yeah, I completely understand. I um, I actually, when we first started dating, he, for some reason, he was like a guy I really, really wanted. And even back then, as a senior, um, right before we started dating, I was kind of, I wasn't, um, I guess the terms would be like, I was trying not to be easy because I wanted to date him. Mm-hmm. And it ended up actually working with him um, the way I was, I, I wasn't always available he didn't always kind of know my next move and I was very cool with him doing anything you know like some girls back then wouldn't be okay with like their boyfriends going to parties or whatever so I Mm. kind of established that I was like that in a way back then so I didn't want to change up now you know yes yes it's great it's great if there is any chance in the future you set yourself up really well by doing this and all those, you you said for three years you hadn't heard from him. I'm curious, what did he say when he reached out to you at the very first time? So, for, well, we live kind of near each other. So for three years, I would maybe like cross paths with him, pass, pass with him. But we never like, you know, stopped and had conversation and really sat there. It was kind of just like a, like a wave and kept moving on because he was in a relationship with someone else at the time. And Mm -hmm. the first thing he said to me, as I said, it it was a Snapchat. So he honestly didn't even say anything. It was just a picture of him. So I replied back and I was kind of like, are you okay? Because usually he wouldn't, you know, reach out to me because of that. And then within like five minutes, I hadn't answered his next one. And he had FaceTimed me and um, he was with his friends and he was just kind of flirting a little bit and asking me like what I've been up to and how I've been and just little small talk and then kind of started to reminisce on what we did date because I was in my room when I was on the FaceTime call. He's like, oh, I remember that room. But it was nothing that was super crazy, Um, just kind of like normal, casual, friendly talk. So how are you feeling now after this has occurred and, and, and you see that he didn't follow up after you ghosted him, so to speak? How are you feeling? Honestly, honestly, I feel kind of in, a little empowered in a way. I know he didn't, um, after that night, he didn't reach out to me again. But clearly to me, like, that shows that I made the right decision, I think, instead of giving in to him and hanging out with him and possibly doing something that I would have regretted. Um, in three years, I've come a long way to get over him. We were each other's first loves, and I knew that if I gave in and, I hung out with him and something happened that I would have regretted. I would have been starting back at square one. So even though it would have been nice for him to maybe try harder and maybe ask me on a date, 
clearly he's not in the mindset or not mature enough to do that at the moment. And so I honestly feel like empowered by it. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm, I'm so, so glad. And, and as well, you should feel. You are entitled to feel that because you did that and you made a choice to act differently than in the past. That's fantastic. And you see that it was the right decision. Yes. <laughs> right? And I can say that because here's the deal. If this, if we Monday morning quarterback this, if he had, say, real interest in seeing if there were any possibilities right now for something real, what any good guy does if he is in the state of being a potential buyer or bona fide buyer, what he will do is he will say, hey, I'm sorry if I gave you the wrong impression. Um, please, uh, yes, I do want to take you on a date. I do want to see you. Uh, he would make up for it right then and there so that you didn't go away. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, and that's kind of why I um, – it honestly, probably a couple months ago or even a year ago, I would have been super sad about it. And I've been like, why is he not reaching out? But now I've just matured so much in such a short amount of time that I really feel like that was a blessing to me because I had this idea in my head that he was still the same, you know, sweet guy who wanted to date me when we dated. And now I'm like, okay, I, I don't feel as sad that I don't have it anymore because he doesn't really show me that he's like that anymore right all that you're saying yes you know you you're you're getting it in a really big way and it's wonderful because it does make you feel empowered and strong and all that's going to propel you into a great relationship secondly that what I was talking about before if there's any chance for him to see you as wife and mother material, what you're doing by showing him you just don't play around like that is, is vital for him to put you in that category of potentially being the one. But again, he's just in the state of being a consumer. And so, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. He's a very good example of an ex being bored and playing around and amusing himself and self-soothing during this time of social distancing. Looking to lure back an ex-love? Let Coach Paula help you get back together with a man you realize might be the one for you. Make the next time around a charm with complete commitment. Connect with Coach Paula Grooms on Instagram, Facebook, or at CoachPaulaGrooms.com. So tell us about the other two uh, exes. So the other one, um, I don't. That you're. I feel like your responses to me aren't going to be as happy because I gave into this one a little bit. But he, me and him have been a on and off thing for about a year and a half. Um, it did start as more physically. Um, I never really thought I was going to catch feelings, but then I ended up catching feelings. And I was becoming way too available for him. Um, and 
I, the last time I saw him was probably about two weeks ago, and I was still just any time he asked me to hang out, I was like, yes, I'm on the way, I'm on the way, because he wouldn't ask me to hang out that much. But mm. um, this is probably about oh, two weeks into the quarantine when he, you know, hit me up on my text messaging and was like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And not hearing from him for a while, I was super excited, and I ended up giving in to him and hanging out with him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understandable, you know. This is what's going on for everybody because, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, you were likely feeling kind of alone and vulnerable and distanced and not being able to hang out with new people. You can't go to bars and restaurants, uh, have normal social interaction that you do when you're single, right? Right. So completely understandable. So what happened with uh, after this in, or in this two-week period or what is happening now? Well, um, so like I said, we've been on and off for probably about a year and a half. It's, it's been more of a physical thing, but at the same time, we are very, we have a like, strong chemistry. There's a lot of like emotional there. I'm not going to dive like too deep into that, but this is kind of what has been happening with me lately. And I know you could help me with this with, with him. Um, he'll ask me to hang out. He'll text me quite a bit up into it. Like, you know, like my pictures, um, Snapchat me, little things here and there. And then, He'll finally like hit me with the oh let's hang out tonight and I be like being me I like with him um, I give into it and I go hang out with him and it's, we have a great night we have super fun we get along you know we like, play games whatever and then after that I don't hear from him for like maybe two weeks to like a month after that mm hmm oh I know it's really tough actually the um, Last time I was with him, the weekend after um, we were all hanging out as a group of friends, and he ended up being there. And this is the part where I really, like, started opening up my eyes, and I was like, I cannot keep giving in to this kid because he actually invited another girl there and ended up spending the night with her a week after he had been hanging out with me. So clearly mm-hmm. I thought it's because he's bored throughout this whole quarantine. Got it. Wow, that's thank you for sharing that. That's, it's really, oh, I hate hearing that. I know this must have been so painful for you when you discovered about the other girl. Yeah, it was. Um, I definitely did not sleep easy that night. I was just very hurt, and I was thinking to myself, like, I've got to change something. I I can't keep doing this. I mean, it's been going on for how long? Like, way too long. So I was talking to one of my friends, and she kind of was like, listen, next time he texts you, you need to, one, either just ignore it or just come straight out and say, like, I can't keep doing this whole on and off thing. Pretty much those are your choices. In this case, what I'm hearing, because you've been on and off for the year and a half, in this case, your second option that you talked about with a little tweak would be a really good way to go for the possibility of anything in the future. It's pretty much what we talked about with uh, the first ex. Telling him in a nice way, very direct, that you don't want to do this and in a way that shows him that you know, you 
you're not impugning him. He didn't do anything wrong because, unfortunately, the, the way it is set up uh, in male-female relationships is that a man will do whatever a woman allows. And it's why the start of something is so important and why getting them to commitment pretty early on when we know that we are interested is the best way to go because of them and the way they look at things and operate. So by telling him directly the next time he asks that you no longer want any contact because he is not interested in a full committed relationship is what you want and you do that in whatever wording but you do it nicely in other words it's a no harm no foul because from his point of view he's thinking well for a year and a half she's been okay with this why wouldn't she be now right exactly no I yeah. completely agree yeah so he's not he's not bad right in other words you know my puppy principle you're not bad when you love on a puppy but you're not going to adopt it, right? Mm -hmm. Not a bad person. You love on the puppy. You, you know, take care of it for as long as uh, maybe somebody um, has you puppy sit for it, right? And you love on it and sleep with it and do all manner of things, you know, with him like he's your own, but you're never going to adopt him. Are you bad? Exactly. No. No. You're just not at a place of being ready, willing, and able to adopt a pet. And that could be where he is and because from his point of view you were quote-unquote cool with all of it he didn't think he was doing anything wrong so that's where you say you know hey you know I know I've probably given you some mixed messages because that's probably true because they know to some degree right I mean he's not a stupid guy Oh, no, yeah, you're right. He's not a stupid guy. I, I think he does know exactly what he's doing. And I think at first when we first started, um, it was new and it was exciting. And I wasn't, you know, as available back then. And, like, I was kind of just, like, hanging out and I was cool. And then I think it's almost like he could tell when I started to get feelings and when I became so, like, I want to hang out with you more. Um, so that's how it and now we're now we're here where it's kind of a routine and he knows that I'm going to say yes to hang out every single time. He knows what's going on between the two of you vis-a-vis -vis your electricity, your chemistry, all of it. He gets how you feel. So he is going to put you in the category of high value when you say, hey, you know, I've enjoyed our time together. I know I've been okay with the way things are but the truth is I'm really not and I respect that you are not interested in any kind of real relationship or committed relationship however you want to word that I respect that no harm no foul but please respect that I'm not interested in continuing in any kind of casual fashion and I ask that you just don't contact me please take care that's profound for a guy on so many levels it's profound in that he puts you in a category of high value 
it cuts him off from a pretty puppy that he likes to hang out with and cuddle on and have fun with, right? Exactly. That cutting off gets him into any possible deeper feelings he might have. Now, will he act on those feelings if he's not ready, willing, or able to be in a committed relationship? Likely not, and that's okay. But when he is ready, he might think about that pretty puppy that is in that category of showing wife and possible mother material. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it's very interesting, like, hearing all of this, because um, I actually, around the time I first bought your book, I was kind of in the middle with him, and I think I actually bought it because of him. And um, I actually tried one of your, I forget which, which like, kind of, like, rule it was, but I remember I basically kind of just, he would, like, message me only kind of later at night. And it was, like, a Thursday night, I believe, and it was too late for me. And I was, like, I'm not going to answer this late. So I open it. I don't respond. And then the next morning I get another one, and i just, like, you know what? I'm going to keep this rolling. I'm going to open it, and I'm not going to, like, mm. respond. So I get I that again. And then, and then one more time, Friday, that Friday night, he actually ends up messaging me and calling me like all night because I hadn't responded to him in like a day and a half. And that's so unlike me. And I would do little things here and there like that. But then when I would feel like, Oh, like he's actually interested in me now, that's when I would stop kind of doing those things and revert back to what I was doing. Right. And then you see him revert back. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so this strategy on this X of the no contact will bode very, very well for you. And this is part and parcel of my Lauren Back program because this is necessary. You see that you can easily pique his interest. He can easily step up to the plate when, in other words, when he's led to it. But it's what you do through time and consistently, and then when he does step up to the plate enough, he takes you out or he sees you, you then show things need to be reset on a level that I'm comfortable with, right? In other words, it can't just be that Thursday night, late night kind of booty thing, right? And then you have sex because that's just giving in to only what he wants and doesn't put you in the category to allow him to see if his feelings are enough to actually think about adoption. That's a long-winded thing of it, but I think you get what I mean, right? Oh, yes, I completely understand. Cool. So he's a real possibility I'm seeing from his interactions that there is a shot here. His interest is, I would, I would assume, I would assume that you have a great physical connection. Yes, well, the best. I've, I mean, like the best I've had as thus far. Okay, so that is going to lead him to be as interested 
but we have to get it to a level where it can you can see if there is a real potential there to be more and as long as anyone keeps it going in the physical realm for the man that's all it will be unfortunately he'll leave it there because that suits him seriously well seriously well but by doing the lure him back which is a kind of step-by-step -step seeing where you can get and it takes it takes work it takes mindfulness it takes you know frankly it's not something I can give to anybody without working the program so to speak and almost working the steps but then you come to, to see where you can get with it and if anybody wants to do that now um, you can go to chatwiththecoach.com and if you scroll down and click on the gift that is there because I'm doing this now during the time of quarantine of social distancing of all of it and because the X factor is really exploding right now and I'm in a beta in terms of the web production of my program I'm offering this to anyone at a, a serious gift uh, value <laughs> so you can go there and see that so now I want to um, ask you about the third X that because I love this Ivy you were telling us like all manner of like what everybody is experiencing now <laughs> yeah I've um it's a blessing and a curse to have all three of them kind of be different sort of things you know they're not all the same mm-hmm but um this so the third one was actually my kind of most recent ex he kind of overlaps with the second one in a way that um, we me and this my third one we only dated about two months but then like after him was when I was hanging out with the second one again so uh -huh. Um, this kind of started back in December, and I've known him for six years, and we finally decided to, I, I, I finally noticed um, that I knew as I was, like, as I was going throughout this process with him, I was thinking about your book, and I, for some reason, was halfway following along with it, but then halfway not. So I've known him for six years, and he's been very, all, he's, he's liked me since I've met him. And this year I decided to give him a shot and he, I was really good with holding off on the physical side of things for a while until he kind of started showing me some red flags and then I started to just think of things and I ended up giving into the physical aspect of it. And it was almost like as soon as I did that, I felt I knew I did something wrong, you know? So mm -hmm. go on for about like another month or so and we're, we're doing fine. And then there's like little things here and there where we're not officially together, but his, you know, ex-girlfriend keeps coming into his phone and I am not okay with that. That is something that I would never do to somebody else. So I would not want them doing that to me. Mm -hmm. And then eventually gets to the point where I was like, he was going to come see me and I was, he could tell I was getting mad about certain things. And then finally I was like, you know what, like, you need to tell me the truth right here and now because if this is how it is, I, we can't keep seeing each other. Like, I can't, I'm not going to put up with this, uh, yada, yada, yada. So he 
basically kind of told me that he had, like, lost interest over the past month. And so I was like, okay, you know, um, that's great. Thanks for finally letting me know. And then I we ended our conversation this one night. And usually the old me would have been like, you know, I um, probably would have reached out to him because he told me he was going to come see me that night because he wanted to talk some more in person. And usually I've been like, okay, I'm going to text him. Like, Are you on the way? I decided to completely ghost off of social media, did not post anything for like three or four days, and completely ghost him. So he had no idea what I was doing or anything. And then I almost gave in a couple times, but I kept pushing through. And I was like, you know what? If he really, really is interested or really wants to talk to me, he will talk to me. Mm -hmm. And probably about a week and a half after, I finally get a text. No apology, just saying something like he sent a picture of me that I popped up somewhere on his social media and was like, oh, like, I just saw you. And I decided to wait all day to text him until, like, the very last second of the day. And I don't really remember what I said, but um, this kind of went on for about uh, a month, after a month and a half. And then finally, I think it was like two weeks ago, so like right at the beginning of the quarantine, he um, texted me and somewhat like kind of apologized and gave me some stuff or told me, like he sent me money, like stuff he owed me, whatever, besides the point. But um, I was very stern with him, and then eventually I – Ended up, I could tell he was trying to be very nice and trying to come back into my life. So I ended up texting him one night saying, hey, I know you have been trying to be nice to me. Like, how about we talk on the phone? And he was super excited about that. And I ended up talking to him on the phone. And now we are strictly friends right now. And that's how we're going to stay unless he decides to make a move to make it more than that. Got it. So... How are you feeling about the being strictly friends? I actually am the one that suggested it, so I am perfectly fine with it, and he's the one that agreed with it because of kind of how the way things went down and how he really hurt me. Um, I thought it'd be best that we just be friends because I really did miss that aspect with him. Like, we got along really well, and we did so much fun things together. Um, I thought it'd be best if we hold off trying to start a relationship back when I don't think either of us are ready for that with each other. Okay. So let me ask you something about that because here is a very tricky thing in terms of the word friends. What does that actually look like for you two? What do you do? What What's the interaction? How do you guys define that? Well, the kind of the way that we're defining it, because we're actually hanging out this weekend as as friends, um, for me, I don't think it'll be, like, too hard to kind of hop back into that. I'm pretty good with hopping back into being friends with someone who um, I did, because I never, like, really, we didn't go too deep into our dating, like, kind of boyfriend-girlfriend-ish sort of thing emotionally, so I think it's a little easier for both of us to kind of hop back into friends, and because we were such good friends before, we're kind of just going to, like, revert, I guess, back to that. Um, we're not going to like ignore obviously that we have been physical and like intimate, but I think it's kind of going to go this weekend. We're hanging out with like a group of friends. So it's not just going to be me and him. Mm. That's how we're going to ease back into it. Yeah. How long has it been since you two actually saw each other alone or were more on the, um, you know, the romantic track? How long has that been? Um, the last week of January. Okay. 
So this is the first time you will actually be in each other's presence. Yes. And under this um, new understanding for both of you that it's friends. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of going back to what you guys were before you were physical, right? Exactly, yeah. That's kind of what we're shooting for. Um, I know it might be like a little difficult. We'll probably have some obstacles, but... I think we both, we, when I talked to him the other night, it kind of seemed like we were both on the same, the same page and we both missed the friend aspect because we did get along so well and we had like a lot of like fun together. We're both very adventurous. So, and he doesn't really know many girls like that, I guess. So he really liked that part of me and I like that part about him. So. Okay. So here's the biggest question for you. On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being, you know, 100% and one being not at all, where are you on wanting a romantic relationship with him? Um, honestly, probably like a seven, maybe. Uh, I still, the red flags for me were just a little too much for me to really want to like dive back into that. As of right now, it's probably like a six or seven. Um, I mean, that's speaking from right now and not have hanging out, have been like hanging out with him lately. That could, that could possibly change if I see him in person, you know, see the way he's like again. But as of right now, it's kind of like between a six and a seven. Okay. So it's a little bit of a tricky because if you were to tell me, you know, it's a three, that's one thing. If you were to tell me it's mm -hmm. a nine or ten, that's another on the other end of the scale. But even between six and a seven, that means that there's still some quite the lingering feelings on your end. I think majority of the lingering feelings that are on my end kind of have to do with the fact that the last time I did see him, like we were together and he kind of um, like when we broke it off, it was over a FaceTime call. So I think that's like the unknowing is like where the lingering feelings are, but I'm pretty confident in like a friend aspect, right? like being friends with him though. I, I don't, I don't think, it should be too much of a problem with my feelings um, with him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. But I understand like a six and a seven. Yeah, that does seem kind of high. I, I usually score things higher though. <laughs> <laughs> right, because it's it's going to be tricky because here's the deal. Since you guys uh, struck this uh, pact, so to speak, right, that it's it's really now going to be again because you're the woman in the equation up to you to ensure that it goes that way there's any yeah. indication yeah. on his end that it could get physical he'll be right on it right oh yeah i um i think with him i very a lot more easier with um controlling kind of like what i do in a way because for, I mean, for six years, he liked me, and I didn't really, you know, do anything about that. So I think with him, it's going to be easier for me to follow those rules for some reason. I don't know what it is about him, but I, I'm, it's very easy for me to tell him no. Um, mm -hmm. When I did, like, kind of give in to him at that one point, I was just very, like, vulnerable at the time, and I, mm -hmm. I don't really know what was going through me. I think I was so excited to finally have a guy that was, like, wanting to date me, and I hadn't had that in a really long time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So the most important thing is um, keeping a bit of a distance. In other words, when you say friends, 
I love that you guys are getting uh, together with a group of friends um, because that that kind of puts a lot of however many people are going to be there buffer for you. In other words, if there is any chance of anything happening in the future with him, you don't want him to get that one-on-one -on -one experience with you by just consuming your good time and energy because when we think about a relationship, what is a relationship? A relationship is both a man and a woman getting two things, a sexual part of it and a friend part of it. And if you just put yourself in that friend zone, which can happen so easily, it might never have any shot of the romance on both ends, right? So it's, it's hard for you to know right now. You're kind of between a six and a seven, so you're not really 100% sure that you just want him as a friend. Because I'm sure you have guys in your life like that, right, where you just know it's just yeah. friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that it would never be anything else. Um, with him, you don't really know. So it it really is important that you keep yourself kind of um, restricted in what he receives. It's kind of uh, tricky, but do you know what I mean in terms of not giving him that full friend experience until you know for sure that there would never be 100% there will never be anything more. Yeah, I I understand like what you're saying, kind of about the full friend experience. Um, I plan on just kind of when we're like kind of you know getting back into this, um, just hanging out in groups, not by ourselves, because I thought maybe that might be like a little awkward at first. Um, and then judging by how like group hangouts go, see like where my feelings are at, kind of like try and figure out where his feelings are because we're very we, we communicate very well um we'll like let each other know um so just after hanging out in groups see kind of where that is and see if we're able to hang out by ourselves just as friends or if not great i love it i think it's really really wise and and you're doing super well i guess the question i have now is how is it that you guys are hanging out in groups where i am in the world you know that would probably not be happening because of this social distancing um yeah i know um we probably shouldn't be hanging out in groups um i know he the group the group may basically kind of consists of like his brother and his brother's girlfriend and then like one or two of his friends and then me so he's been around those people the only different person would be kind of me um i see our social distancing is we need a little work on it. <laughs> we, don't hang out, we, don't hang out, we don't hang out inside, though. We do try and keep our distances, like, outside. We try oh. and go, you know, take hikes and stuff. That's kind of what we're planning on doing is, like, going uh -huh. on a walk. So not, we're trying not to get too close to each other. <laughs> right, 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 right. I gotcha. So I really appreciate you uh, telling me about all three of these experiences because, again, I think that they're so illustrative of what, is happening for for everybody now, especially with uh, exes like, for example, that you told us about the first one, like out of the blue after years of no contact, um, you know, getting these uh, texts. So I thank you for doing this today. It's 
I think going to be very helpful for so many. And what again we hope is that we get back to normal sooner rather than later if it's at all possible. And what are you hoping for, uh, Ivy? Is there any other man that you're hoping to see again or uh, are you doing any kind of dating at all that can happen once things open back up? Right now, um, I'm just kind of, I've always just been kind of like the girl I kind of just like, just kind of just going, trucking through my life and not really looking for like dating right now. I'm the type of person that I, I love to meet people in person and like have known them and build something like that. I'm not really, I know some of my friends are doing the online dating or like, you know, Tinder, Hinge, stuff like that. I'm not really into that. So right now I'm honestly just focusing on myself and just, I've been working out every day and that's kind of what I've been doing during all this. And when it, all the bars and everything open back up, that's when I'll probably get back out onto like the dating scene. Mm -hmm. Excellent. I love focusing on, on you right now and the way you have been handling these three X's is exemplary. I hope you're feeling good about it. Oh, I do. I feel really good about it. Um, some, some decisions I made probably weren't my best ones, but I'm getting there. Eventually it's going to be the best decisions all the time that that happens. So. What? And you're head of the game. Hey, it is a, a learning process each step of the way, and you're doing great. And I just want to thank you again for you know being part of this and sharing your experience because it's going to be helpful to uh, many others to hear just that we're all in this together. It happens to all of us, and our shared experiences are what brings us together during this time of being apart. So thanks again. Yeah, of course. I had fun. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I love that kind of sharing because so many of us uh, go through this kind of thing. And certainly now, uh, so many are, again, being bombarded by exes, wondering what to do. And Ivy really uh, has handled herself so well and has a lot of insight into what is going on. For any of you that are going through this time and want to get more on how to reset things by first reclaiming your value with any X that it went awry, you can then restart it. And that's part of the Lore Him Back program, which is you must reclaim your value. That's first and foremost. Through time and reclaiming your value, you get to reset everything, kind of like back to the future. <laughs> then you can restart. And the way those three steps play out can set you up then for real success with an X. Without those three steps, you can easily get sucked back in and nothing will change. To change a man's perception of you takes a good amount of doing. And again, this has nothing to do with who you are. It has everything to do with how things started out initially 
and the category he may have put you in. You've heard my podcast on that, and if you haven't, certainly scroll through and find those particular podcasts that speak about being in the category to set yourself up for success. I will do much more on that as time goes on because it is foundational in any relationship because it is the foundation of every man's brain in terms of categorizing a woman for relationships, wife material, mother material, or to just have fun with. So I'm glad you are here today. Anyone who wants to talk to me about this time of social distancing and what you do vis-a-vis online with exes, because you can't be out there necessarily meeting anyone, it's really, really tough. And I want to be there in the tough times. It really is of value to me to help people during this time, if at all, to ease the pain in this way. Know that there is hope, that things will get back to normal, and utilize this time for your own learning to help set you up for success when things open up again and you will be back to meeting, dating, and relating as usual. I look forward to hearing from you. Go to realcoachingconversations.com if you would like to be part of this podcast. And if you are interested in taking part in any of my programs, certainly contact me on any of my platforms, DM me, and we will be in touch. In the meantime, make sure with any men or man in your life, you are making him wonder in the right way for your chance of having a Mr. Right. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at MakeHimWonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you. 